Welcome to Podest Mouse, the, the podcast about Modest Mouse. <laughs> this is our very first episode, and this, like we said, is Podest Mouse, the podcast about Modest Mouse. Yes. Um, I'm Chantal. I'm Michaela, <laughs> and we're Modest Mouse fans. Yeah. Um, we'll get into our background in a second about our personal attachment to Modest Mouse. But I think we should start first with how this podcast became yes, a thing. our origin came, story. Came into being. Yes. Um, and then we'll go into who we are and our <laughs> and how we got into Modest Mouse and, and all that fun stuff. But um, Modest Mouse came from a dream uh, that I had. Um, Isaac Brock was in a dream that I had and I had to fall I had to lead him around <laughs> a, a, a school that was supposed to be my high school but I had graduated so I was there as an alumni putting together <laughs> um, a concert that he was playing and he came up to me and knew that I was kind of organizing this and he was like hey are we getting paid for this I need to just make sure that we're getting paid and I was like let Classic. me find out and so he was following me around and we just started chatting and he, and I told him what I do he was like oh do you have any hobbies and I was like well I do a <laughs> podcast for a movie theater and he was like oh that's really cool and then so when I woke up from this dream where I was telling <laughs> Isaac Rock about how I have a podcast <laughs> I told my roommate about it and he said oh you should have a a podcast called Podest Mouse. Genius. And I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> and that's all she wrote. And and then I was like, no, actually, that's pretty brilliant. I would do a <laughs> podcast about Modest Mouse. And I looked it up. It, 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 there's no podcast called Podest Mouse to my knowledge. It was Divine Intervention. And yeah, Isaac Brock literally came to me in a dream. Yeah, he did it on purpose. Yeah, I've never had any dreams with him in them. Yeah, it was 100% on purpose. He was actually projecting. Yeah, I I like I definitely feel that because there was really no reason for him to be in my dream. <laughs> he had no he business had, being there. He had no business being in my subconscious. <laughs> what the fuck, Isaac? I know. Um, and then so of course I I texted you and I told you about the dream um, because of, we're both modest Mouse fans. Yes. That's something that we've connected on. We'll talk about our recent adventure seeing modest Mouse. Uh, live and um, yeah I was like oh I, I had this idea and you were immediately on board you're yeah. like we have to do that yeah 100% yeah yeah well do you want to <laughs> tell a little bit about yourself and and your and why you were so on board with this as a modest mouse fan yeah um so again hi guys uh and and theys and thems and ladies and lads. Um, <laughs> I am Chantal. Uh, I got into Modest Mouse. I want to say, like, officially got into Modest Mouse probably, like, 2007. I was, like, 14. Um, and I just remember, like, this kind of, like, stoner chick, like, goth, like, I don't know. She wasn't goth. She was just, like, punky and, like, really, like, wore a lot of dark clothes and, like, dark makeup and shit, like... She came up to me because I was like a little emo and was like, do you know the band Modest Mouse? And I had never really heard of them before. And I just remember like that name kind of stuck in my head, but I didn't really like look them up at the time. But then like a few months later in eighth grade, I saw on MySpace of all places, this guy that I had a crush on posted a video of 
the satellite skin music video Mm. and it just like fucking blew me away like I thought it was the coolest video I'd like ever seen the song like just hit me so hard I was just like instantly fell in love with Modest Mouse and I mean that's it like I just got obsessed with them from there I just listened to them forever and I haven't stopped listening to them since so and you have a Modest Mouse tattoo even I do dedicated I, yes <laughs> yeah I have a Modest Mouse tattoo of the two hands you know shaking hands <laughs> time in life shaking hands um a common motif in a lot of their album art um that's on my forearm so yeah (laughs) awesome yeah and that I think that's one of the things that's connected us as friends too is like our our similar taste in music but not only just a similar taste in music but I was would you call it an obsession yeah yeah Yeah. because I would call it an obsession with Last Mouse for myself but I want I didn't want to like no I think I'm (laughs) like obsessed like I mean I don't know like my obsession is not I don't know I don't know I feel that Modest Mouse is very important to me in like a very personal way which is why I obviously got them fucking tattooed on me yeah um but like yeah I don't know I've never been the kind of person even if it's like a band that I absolutely love that I've listened to everything like front and back a million times and like like I have so many of the lyrics memorized like I've never been the kind of person that really like researches like the individuals in a band really I don't know Mm. why um so I guess in that way I couldn't call myself like obsessed like I'm sure a bunch of people in the fucking subreddit are like they have me beat in like modest mouse knowledge but not for long folks like I'm learning a lot I've been doing research I'm a nerd so (laughs) you put me on a task I'm gonna fucking deep dive the shit out of that and I'm gonna learn everything and I'm really excited to like have modest mouse it's fitting Let's put it that way, to have Modest Mouse be the first band that I really, like, delve into, and, like, mm-hmm. I want to uncover, like, every facet of the history of Modest Mouse, so I'm, I'm, let's say I'm, I'm pre-obsessed uh, uh, I think it's safe them. to say, I think it's safe <laughs> to say you're obsessed. <laughs> At the point that you're getting something tattooed yeah, I mean that's a that or... is an obsessive thing to do. You're yeah. you're definitely right. I mean, not to keep bringing you back to the tattoo, no, 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 but I'm just like yeah. that, I feel like that's such like a hallmark. Like I have band tattoos on yeah. me because because I was obsessed yeah. with them. You know. Yeah. Um, but I I basically just wanted to confirm with you that yes. you're obsessed. No, I'm so sorry. I said. I mean, I'm you're... not sorry, but you know, like fuck saying sorry. It's I'm not sorry. It's all love here. But yeah. yeah. No, we're obsessed. Okay, we're obsessed. Yeah, so we're, fucking, we're obsessed. Okay, we're, we're obsessed. We're obsessed. We're, we're obsessed. <laughs> Why would we be doing a podcast if we weren't obsessed? Um, but that's, I think that's a big part of our friendship and, and the fact that we're both obsessed with this band. I mean, it's actually the only reason I'm friends with you. Yeah. No. Well, that's your experience with, with Modest Mouse and your intro to Modest Mouse. Um, my introduction yes. came a little bit earlier. In 2004, I was 13 and I was over at my friend's house, and it was a similar situation, and we bonded on this too. It was a very similar situation where I was at my friend's house, and Fuse was on, mm-hmm. the old mm-hmm. you know, music video network. And I remember the music video for Ocean Breeze Salty came on. Oh, such a good one. Yeah. And I was mesmerized. Like, we were doing other shit in her room. Like, I was on the computer, and I think I was burning CDs or something on her computer. (laughs) And she was probably doing her homework or something. Like, it was one of those situations where, like, you're just hanging out. Yeah. And 
I like stopped what I was doing and I just watched the TV and I was like, what is this? And something about the guitar, something about the sound, everything in it. And then that pair with the visuals yeah. of like this crow. And I was like, who is this man dressed as the crow yeah. that's singing? And I was like enthralled yeah. by the whole situation. Ugh. And I, I became obsessed <laughs> and I, uh, <laughs> to bring it back to obsession, yeah. But I asked for that CD for my 14th birthday, and one of my friends got it for me. Um, And so the album was um, Good News for People Who Like Bad News, which, you know, is their most popular album. We're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk more about it. But that was my introduction, was that song, and then That was the year for it. Yeah, 2004. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I went back and listened to their stuff over the course of high school. So that was actually the summer I was going into high school. Okay. And then throughout high school, I was like, oh my God, I love them so much. I'm going to explore their older stuff. And then I went to high school young. Yeah. I was 13 when I went into freshman year. Dang. I didn't even realize. I remember getting the CD like on my 14th birthday at school. Too. Like, I remember mm. my friend, like, coming to school, and she was like, oh, I got you your birthday present. <laughs> and she, like, handed me the CD, and I was just like, oh, thank you so Do much. Do you know where she bought it from? Oh, it must have been either Tower Records, because that's where we would always go Tower. hang out, yeah. or Best Buy. Okay, yeah, also a place that fucking slapped if you wanted to buy some CDs. Yeah, yeah, but we lived close <laughs> enough to Tower, like, Tower Records was our hangout spot, so yeah. she probably got it uh, at Tower. Tower Records. Yeah. Um, Miss, Miss Tower yeah. Records. But that was, that was my, um, my introduction. And then, <laughs> and then in my senior year, similar situation where there was a boy that I liked who was really into Modest Mouse and that got me like deeper into <laughs> the music. I was like, oh, okay. I really need to listen to their old shit now. <laughs> Cause that's what like, you know, he was, he was more into that. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, okay. And here I am. All this time later. Oh my <laughs> almost, god! It's like been almost twenty years since I first heard them. Yeah, which is I, crazy. I mean, like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, it's been like fourteen for me. Yeah. yeah, that's insane. Bananas. Well, here we are now <laughs> with our podcast. Yeah. Um, that's a little bit of history about us. But um, for those who may be listening and don't know who Modest Mouse are for any reason. And maybe you just decided, oh, I want to listen to a music podcast. Maybe you just like us and hearing our voices. Yeah, maybe this is like years in the future and we are just a fucking sensation. And you are going back to the original episodes and listening to us, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Modest Mouse started. I mean, that brings us into this. Yeah. They had humble beginnings, you know? We have humble beginnings. Yeah. If you saw us right now, we're sitting on a couch in my office with one microphone, and it's probably echoey because this room <laughs> is echoey, and I have high hopes for the future to figure out how to hook up two microphones to my computer. Yeah, we vow to you that we will have better we, sound quality in the future. Yeah, if you are the people that Chantal was talking about that are going back to our first episode and don't know who Modest Mouse is or anything... Um, Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully the the later podcasts sound better. I feel like that's just something that needs to be stated. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, humble beginnings. Um, do you want to go into yeah, some you of know, the background? So we, like, I am, as I mentioned previously, a nerd, okay? I love history. I'm just, like, obsessed with learning about the historical context of things and, like, 
I was like, okay, if we're going to do a podcast about Modest Mouse, like, why not also talk about, briefly have you, it will be a Modest Mouse podcast, but talk about the history at the time that certain albums were released, because maybe, you know, I can only imagine, uh, obviously, that the world around Isaac Brock was influencing his music, you know? Mm -hmm. So, 1994, we're talking about their first EP, which is Blue Cadet 3, Do You Connect?, amazing it's just and, yeah. and not only that but like so this first episode we're gonna be talking about the full the full ep yes but typically we're gonna try to dissect songs in each in each episode yes you know go song by song so that's gonna be more challenging and and more yeah. content but because <laughs> this ep is so short we decided to do the whole ep in this episode but, did, yes absolutely and yeah. it ties in with just kind of the start of the band 100 percent yeah, so that brings us to the start of the band. This album came out in 1994. Um, there, It was an official release, and I'm categorizing official releases as music that was released under a label. Um, we'll get into other things later, but they have a few, um, you know, unofficial released that were, like, not released under an album. Isaac yeah. and, like randos that ended up not even being in Modest Mouse like made <laughs> cassettes yeah. and like made albums but we're not talking about that today. So anyway, 1994, this is the year that this album was released, this EP was released. So let's just set the scene. This is a time when, you know, things like Magic School Bus, The Lion King, Friends all came out this year. Okay? Just think about how significant those just those three like silly things yeah. have shaped the future. Like Friends is, like, an iconic show. I've never even been into it, but, like, you, you guys all know. It's, like, a pop culture reference yeah. show. Like, everybody still freaking talks about that show. Lion King, obviously. Um, Magic School Bus. I mean, it's making a comeback. Everything's making a comeback. There was a massive earthquake in Northridge in 1994. I'm sure you guys have all at least heard about it. Um, Woodstock 1994 began, which was celebrating the 25-year anniversary of the 1969 festival Woodstock. That was a huge deal. I was born in 1994. <laughs> Hello! Um, I am exactly the amount of years old that Modest Mouse is. Let me just put that out there. Pretty cool, right? That is pretty cool. <laughs> I'm a little older. I'm old enough to remember this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so, oh, PlayStation came out. Come on, 1994, lit. It was a lit year. <laughs> Can't confirm. But, yeah, I think maybe probably one of the most notable things, at least relevant to Modest Mouse, I'm assuming, was Kurt Cobain committing suicide. Yeah. Um, so Michaela has a little bit to talk about with that, so, um, yeah, I'll take it away. <laughs> yeah, tied in with, um, Modest Mouse's early days, you know, Isaac Brock had been making these recordings with some friends mm -hmm. um and uh this ep that we're going to be talking about today uh blue cadet 3d connect was released by k records which are based out of olympia washington uh founded by the beat happening member calvin johnson um but kurt cobain loved k records even had a tattoo of the k records logo on his forearm mm -hmm. um you know they were a champion of the riot girl movement they had bikini kill on their label mm -hmm. Miranda july even recorded for them oh my god i didn't even know that um yeah they they're pretty big but yeah kurt cobain was a part of that scene it, it was a part of that all um, and especially being in Washington yeah. and, and Modest Mouse is a Washington based band. 
that must have been huge. And especially yeah. since Isaac was 18, 19 around this time. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine being an 18, 19 year old and that happens as you're trying to make your way as a musician. Probably had some sort of influence and maybe cross paths. At I mean, some point. I feel like. I mean, again, I was born in 94, so this was, like, before my time, but I can only imagine how influential Nirvana was to, like, the right. entire fucking music community. Yeah. Especially, especially in Washington. Especially in Washington, and especially as a teenager yeah. in Washington. I can't even imagine making, how devastating Yeah, making news. music that's yeah. similar, like, that's inspired by similar influences, yeah. you know? Both of them probably had inspiration from Pixies or... I see Nirvana as being... Um, what's the right word? Yeah. But I feel like Nirvana... <laughs> I feel like Nirvana being like contemporaries yeah. of some of the influences that Isaac Brock has mentioned as being influences on him. Because Isaac was still like in high school or would have, I mean, I don't think he, he yeah, continued. no, he wasn't. He, he was not in early, high school. I know, but, like, but I'm just saying like, he was high school age. Yeah. Like, like his homies were probably in high school who were like in doing recordings with him. Like, yeah. Like Jeremiah Green was 15. Right. <laughs> like, right. Um, so imagine you're a teenager, Nirvana's the biggest band and then Kurt Cobain dies yeah. when you're 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Um, making your first EP. Yeah. I can't, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm 28, and, like, just learning about, I mean, is this the right time to even mention it? Yeah, I mean, I think that there is a good time to mention. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, so, we decided to do this podcast before we even found out that Jeremiah Green passed away recently, yeah. so suddenly, um, and yeah, I mean, I was just gonna say, um, like, <laughs> you know, I'm not an 18-year-old angsty, like, teen, and I'm still, like, so devastated by this news. Like, doing this research, I, like, got really emotional reading about, like, his life and just his yeah. contribution to, like, my life and, like, so many countless other people's lives who have been touched by this band. Um, so, I mean, I just want to say rest in peace, Jeremiah. Um, Absolutely. Thank you so much for everything that you did for the music community and just everybody that has been blessed by this band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely rest in peace, Jeremiah. Um, you know, this is dedicated in, in his memory really, because like Chantal mentioned, we got the idea to, to do this podcast. And then like mere days mm-hmm. later, it was announced that, well, first it was announced he was sick, and then, like, a couple days after that, he was gone. So, very shocking news um, as fans of the band, and having seen him as recently as, you know, we saw him at the beginning of the month, and he was gone by the end of the month, which yeah. is crazy. It's just insane. Like, um, we saw him play at the Wiltern in Los Angeles on December 3rd. Yeah. And then he died on December 31st. Yeah. And, like, nobody knew that he had cancer. Like... No. And I... Based on what I've read, it sounds like he found out very late, too. Yeah. And they're just, like, you know, he started chemo and then, like, died, like, so quickly. Yeah. It's a a shock to everyone. It's a shock to, like, the whole... It's a shock to the band. It's a shock to the whole community. Yeah. But we decided, yeah, it was important to note his importance and and the mark that he left um yeah the impact that he had because yeah i don't think modest mouse would be 
anything no without him i mean he was one of the original founders yeah he's the he's the only other person that's been in it as long as isaac has yeah so yeah (laughs) yeah it's hard to talk about yeah because it's been so recent yeah um we're recording this so you guys know on the 13th of january yeah so we've only had this news for 13 days yeah it's less than two weeks wow that's true yeah. yeah. I'm, like, still processing it. It's so crazy, because, like, I don't know these people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's just, I feel like, I'm, like, I'm, like, gonna cry just talking about it, honestly. Like, yeah, I mean, their music has just, like, touched me so, so deeply on, like, every emotional level conceivable they've been, like, I mean, I've listened to them at, like, the worst and the best moments of my life. Yeah. And just, like, find out that like, yeah, he's such an integral part of this band, and he's just gone. Yeah. There's certain songs, like, I can't bring myself to listen to their discography right now. It's like, hard. I've been listening to stuff to research, but even then, like, I, I, I'm i not really thinking about him, like, because I'm like, oh, he was so young at the time. I, I don't know. In my brain, I kind of, like, rationalize it. I'm like, oh, he was so young when he made this. He was fine. But I don't think I can listen to, like, some of the heavier-hitting songs quite yet or the ones where, like, his drumming is so just, ugh. Like, yeah. You can listen to Good News for People Who Love Bad News, though, because it's the one album he wasn't on. I know. (laughs) God. That's what Modest Mouse sounds like without without, um, Jeremiah Green. Yeah. Which is, like, I mean, you know, not to make light of his death. Obviously, we all are very sad here. Like, (laughs) but um, it's just... It's almost kind of funny because that's, like, the album that a lot of hardcore Modest Mouse fans say is, like, the shittiest album. (laughs) Because it's, like, their most pop-culturally referenced album. Yeah. And it's, like, of course that's the one that he wasn't on. Yeah. (laughs) Well. I still think the album slaps, to be honest, but. I do, too. I mean, but also because it has, like, you know, an emotional attachment to it. Because that was the first one that I listen to and really got yeah, into. Yeah, of course. But no, I, it's definitely, I wouldn't consider it one of my favorites mm-hmm. now. Um, there's definitely better albums. Yeah. <laughs> um, in, in summation, Jeremiah Green like brought something that is just like almost indescribable to this band and it will never be the same without him. Yeah. And uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Our, our hearts go out to family, friends, you know, loved ones, everyone that's, that's missing him. Cause we're definitely missing him too. Um, but n- yeah, it, any loss, um, is, is difficult, but this one just really hits hard. Yeah. Um, well said. Yeah. I, but yeah, again, this is, this is, uh, in his memory, we're talking about the amazing contributions that he made, um, to music and, what a better way to start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, yeah, you mentioned earlier he was like 15 or yeah. something. Or no, I wrote he was 17 when this was recorded. Um, so yeah, when they when they met, he was younger than that. Um, and then Isaac was only a couple years older. Yeah, they're just young. Yeah, little babies. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so they were teenagers making this EP which is kind of wild to me to I know. think about. Well, I like I almost want to read something that I wrote when sure. I was like writing about this. So yes. um <laughs> can I just read this whole thing? Yes. Okay. 
So I just said this EP is great. Um, it's the perfect short introduction to what Modest Mouse is and what they do best, which is weird lyrics, lo-fi grungy sounds with distorted vocals. Um, it's warm and vibrant and crackly in the best way. It feels like a worn out vinyl that you find in the back of a thrift store discount bin and something about it just resonates with you. So you keep playing it again and again and thinking about your life. Um, these are just teenagers transitioning into young adulthood about yeah. to embark on what will be the most wild ride of their entire lives. Maybe feeling stuck in suburbia, Washington, excited to go out and explore the world, fantasizing about space travel, inspired by the rain that they get so much of, wood grain in the inside of Isaac's shed maybe, wood grain belonging to his mother who maybe he's arguing with and maybe she's crying and maybe she's telling him it's her house, maybe. Soda fountain crowd, maybe because Isaac works, worked in a fast food restaurant. It's funny to me to look at a work made by a teenager with such reverence. I'm older and wiser than these kids were when they made this thing, but I'm here 28 years later, a youngish adult myself in my transition to my 30s and feeling more and more nostalgic every day for a simpler time. I miss being in that age, which is so silly because all I wanted to do at that age was grow up and move out. It was a hard time, but it was a time of tremendous growth, and that is what I feel when I listen to Modest Mouse. Um, it's one of the few things that lets me hang out with my younger self and pretend I'm still excited about the future. Uh, Modest Mouse makes me feel every possible human emotion all at once, and they're simply just a perfect band. Wow. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> that was beautiful. I mean, that was that was poetry. That was <laughs> memoir. That was That was really cool, and it sums up so much so much about the band and then i love that you included your personal connections <laughs> um how it resonates and i'm sure that you know i i think all modest mouse fans have those moments where they're like this resonates with me this mm -hmm. this got people through hard times like i listened to modest mouse when I was going through my lung surgery when I was 18 that was when i was like really really starting to get deep into a lot of their music and yeah, like, there is this energy to their early stuff. Like, even though they are teenagers, as adults, you know, as a 32-year-old now, like you were saying, you're 28, and I'm like, yeah, I still feel this angst, yeah. or it still connects it's in a way. Yeah. yeah. Like, it really is timeless. It's fascinating to me that they were able to capture that at such a young age. Um, and... They're kind of experimenting too. A hundred percent. I don't think they it's knew like what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, they were just practicing. You mentioned Isaac's shed that he lived in next to his mom and his stepdad's trailer. Um, yeah, like the the band was practicing there. Isaac was recording things out of there. Um, yeah, that, but that was a really really beautifully written. No thanks. Uh, <laughs> beautifully written. Um, just kind of intro point into all, Thank you. <laughs> all of this, all of your yeah. feelings of the whole, the EP. Um, so should we go into yeah. dissecting the EP then? Please, let's do it. Um, first of all, the all these tracks were released again in uh, 2001 on Sad Sappy Sucker, mm -hmm. but the EP, um, you know, was released in 1994, recorded in 1994, uh, put out again by K Records. It was released on a 7-inch 45 RPM vinyl, and its runtime is a total of 7 minutes and 11 seconds. Yeah. I have on here 734, but I think that's eliminating the fact that the, on Blue Cadet the 3... The blank space, yes, probably. Yes, yes. 
Um, and then that's why we decided to talk about the whole album because it's basically the length of a song. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and there's not a ton to talk about. So I think in more of the upcoming episodes, we're going to really take songs piece by piece um, and talk about what the lyrics are saying and just really dive into what was going on with the band at the time or in history at the time. Um, and, um, I just kind of have more of a discussion on that, but I think we can dive into the first song mm-hmm. off of the EP, unless there's more things that we want to talk about with the EP itself before we go into that. Um, I mean, I feel like Somewhere we'll have, you know, some kind of social media presence where we can post these images um, because the album art really is something interesting to look at. Like, I imagine it was drawn by Isaac Brock. Um, It's just very, like, rough and DIY and just reminds me of, like, a zine uh, almost, you know? Um, And I think, again, it just, it goes back into, like, their art looks like their music, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, really, because I even wrote in my notes, I said the EP artwork, the, the front is simplistic doodles, the moon, which is a common Modest Mouse theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that that's included on there. Uh, and then I have a radio station, question mark, a person. It's uh, almost, now that I'm looking at it, though, oh, no, but this is, like, I saw, like, a cross, and I was like, is that, like, a crit? But it's not. It's, it's like, the Yeah, it's, like, there's d- the... dots connecting each one to each other. Um, almost like a signal, you know, yeah, or like out. a map that you're following, yeah. like X marks the spot and it's yeah. modest mouse, um, <laughs> like and the then, moon to the radio station to the person like, alien yeah. thing. I assumed it was an alien. I think it's an alien after, oh yeah, it's an alien. Um, <laughs> duh. <laughs> but I think I, <laughs> that was just my little scrawled <laughs> notes on here on a little oh piece of gosh, paper. Oh my no, I'm kidding. Um, but, then, <laughs> but then the back has track listing. In the same handwriting, it's like, you know, a scrawled handwriting. Yeah. Um, a radio tower surrounded by stars. But it also includes Modest Mouse's address, mm-hmm. um, which I Googled because it's seemingly just Isaac's mom's address at the time. Because um, I, I Googled it, like I said, and it brings you to like a street uh, in Issaquah, Washington. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and I when I found it on Google, it also brought up like realty sites and it seems like it's possibly the land that they lived on. Um, but it says, yeah, so it was recorded by Calvin. Isaac does the guitar and vocals, Jeremy drums, John bass, Dan guitar, and then it was recorded by Isaac. At Dub um, Narcotic. Yeah. On the dial A song answering thing. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> whatever he, that means. He did because he. Oh, he, dial a song, not dial A song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a capital same, A, y'all. Yeah. That's my brain. I think that's a project that he must have done. Um, Maybe dial a song answering thing. We need to do more research into yeah. that. Um, well, it makes me think maybe because like all his unreleased shit was made on a tape recorder, so maybe it's yeah. like an answering machine that he's yeah. literally recording music on. Oh, okay. So dial a song consisted of an answering machine, which would pick up calls yeah. and play back a song in the place of an outgoing message. Yeah. Um, the model of answering machine employed changed through dial a song's tenure. But most machines play back the message via a cassette tape. So it was literally an answering machine. Yes. that's. I think that's what he recorded all his unreleased shit on was an answering machine. Tape. Yeah. And then there's also, um, so he would, 
um, there there is a dial a song that's featured on that same 2001 album, Sad Soppy Sucker, which we're probably gonna go get to at some point and talk about that. But it does say call to dial a song left by Spencer Moody. So uh, that must be what this is referring to as well. I'm, I yeah, have a feeling it was I mean, a project I, at the time that he was probably like, oh, I'm going to record from the voicemail recordings. Yeah. Well, and Sad Sappy Sucker does include a lot of stuff that was recorded at the same time as what is released on Blue Cadet 3D Connect. It's just, yeah. it wasn't released on this EP, so we're not going to talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> so we're probably going to talk about it either when we get to Sad Sappy Sucker or whatever. We're going in chronological order. We will order. probably end up talking about Blue Cadet 3 and Dukes Up and Woodgrain. It rains. Always rains on a picnic. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, Lisboff at least one more time just yeah. be prepared yes <laughs> or we might get to that point because there's a lot on sad sappy sucker that collects you know it, it collects a bunch of things from this time and kind of like b-sides or just yeah. unreleased things um but the ep is found on there but it's not in the same order that it is on the actual release from 1994 but I think we can start getting into it. Yeah. Um, I One thing I did want to mention, I don't know if you found this or if you're aware of this, there's a YouTube user, Modest Mouser, who made a great video for oh, I did not uh, see Blue it. Cadet 3 Do You Connect? And it's like animated, but it's animating the EP art oh, that's um, in so this cool. really cool way. So I wanted to put a shout out to them in the podcast. Modest Mouser. Um, Modest Mouser thing. on YouTube. Look it up. It's really cool. Especially if you haven't heard any of this like this might be the first time you're hearing it but we're going to be breaking it up so if you want to listen to it in its entirety i recommend going on youtube and you can also see a visual that goes with it um see that person's also obsessed i think oh yeah because they've they've animated a a couple of their songs and it's really cool um and I'm, I'm sure we're going to bring them up again at some point. <laughs> and if we do have some sort of visual, like I know we talked about having social media presence, um, we'll, we can post things on there for people to check out yeah. too. Um, but that is, as of recording is, we not have nothing. We yet. are in our infancy. <laughs> we can probably, I'll probably add something in here yeah. if we get it up before we release this. Yes. But. The plan probably is probably, we should have a thing that exists. Yeah. When we release this. Yeah. yeah. Howdy! Since recording, we have actually made an Instagram account. You can follow us at Podest Mouse on Instagram to check out visuals and images and things that we talk about on the podcast here. And we also... Yeah, we have an email as well. Um, it's going to be podestmouse1994 at gmail.com. Feel free to send us pictures or videos if you have stories you have about seeing modest mouse like literally anything you can email us we would love to hear from you yeah so check those out and they're up now the way that it starts i think is so perfect and like it's such a modest mouse sound Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, mm-hmm. it's like those fucking guitars <laughs> just come in, and I'm just like, yeah, that is a modest mouse yeah. guitar. Yeah, absolutely. And I am shocked by the fact that they were doing this already. They had found a sound for themselves. You listened to the the cassettes that Isaac was recording before. Was there any... Oh, yeah. Like, discernible... Oh, yeah. Like, it was modest mouse. Okay. Like, like they had their sound from the get-go. Like, like it... 
yeah, I mean, we'll talk about those at a, at a different time. But, yeah. yes, like, they, they really knew, like, Isaac specifically, like, knew what he wanted. He, yeah. and I don't know if it's that he even really knew what he was doing. It's just, like, it's him. Like, it is him. Like, it's yeah. his soul in musical form. And um, I wanted to also mention, play that part one more time. Yeah. It's very similar. Third Planet, thank you. Which is also the starting song. Wait, hold on. It's so similar. I love you, but you're wrong. No, it's similar. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen to it again. I'm, I'm telling you. And then, the, like, bendy. Yeah. Like, I imagine it, because as, like, I don't really Wait, play, play guitar. Wait, play, play Blue Cadet one more time. Okay. The very beginning. Okay, okay. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta compare. <laughs> you truly don't think it sounds similar? I do see okay. the similarities. Okay. But, I mean, I think I'm just being, like, pedantic and, and like, oh, it's not exactly the same. No, notes, it's not exactly whatever. the same. No, no. I know. <laughs> Like, that's just me being a little shit right now. I'm like, no, it's not. At first, I was like, these don't sound the same. But then I realized, no, that's not what you're saying. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. You're saying saying that they're similar, and they are, yes. Thank you. One of the things that I wrote, (laughs) because one of the things that I wrote down was (laughs) bendy string guitars. Yes. (laughs) Echoey notes. Bendy strings, Bendy string guitars and echoey notes. Yes. um, As if, well, this is what I wrote for Blue Cadet 3, not for third planet no we're, we're not, not talking about third we are not i repeat we are not talking about third planet if you came here today thinking we're talking about third planet get the fuck out of we here we don't fucking want you and here don't ever listen to this podcast ever again i i really hope you have a good day somewhere else i wrote as if being plucked into outer space trying to reach our missing cadet mm. I do like that. Um, which I think, I, yeah, I, I think that what a better way to start your first EP, first official EP with a label that's clearly found you've got some talent. They're like, we like your sound, kid. Let's put out a record. Kurt Cobain has our logo tattooed on him, but oops, he's dead now. Um, <laughs> and then And then you come out with this banger. Isaac Brock is reaching out from the cosmos, making that connection, and then we're just here being like, yes, we are Blue Cadet 3. Yeah. We connect. We connect with you. We do. Um, anyway, so Isaac Brock's vocals Whoa, repeat. wait, I'm so sorry. I just had, like, a fucking, like, revelation. Is oh. Blue Cadet 3 the third planet, the third blue <gasps> planet from the sun? Is he an alien in space trying to connect to Earth? Is this satellite in the middle of space what is trying to reach Earth? Because there's an alien on the cover. I have chills. Yeah, so Blue Blue Cadet 3 is Earth. Wow. Wow. You heard it here saying, And we were just saying it sounds like Third Planet. Yeah. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) 
Because they're the planet is sure that they're being watched. Yeah, by an eye in the sky that is this fucking planet. Wow! Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, 100,000%. Um, we cracked the code. Um, I, yeah, I, wow. I'm kind of... <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, kind of in awe of this, too. It wasn't me. It was, like, it was it was Isaac Brock actually projecting into my brain, telling me the truth. Yeah, he's really the puppet, like, master he, yeah. behind all of this. We are just... He lives in my subconscious. With Isaac Brock inside of he us. He came to me in a dream. It's, like, yeah. I don't... I'm not particularly religious, but it was... It was like when you have, you know, oh, I had a dream. I was spoken to. God yeah. told me in yeah. a dream yeah. to do this thing. This was divine. Yeah. I, like, truly feel like this is such a special thing, though. No, truly. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. But anyway, um, yeah, that that's a profound connection. Like, that has to be it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of themes that we're going to see going through a lot of their music. And this is, I mean, out of this whole album, though, I think that this is really the only one that I can, I don't know, the the only one that I can make a connection with to some of their music that comes out later. Really? I feel like Duke's Up is so much like quintessential Modest Mouse. Well, I'm not saying that they're not quintessential Modest Mouse. I think this one, like, there's the, the themes. The yes. themes of no, it. No, 100%. Like, with the outer space and, and the moon Well, I mean, Duke's Up has a very similar vibe of, like, Cowboy Dan. Yes, I agree. But we can get into yeah. that. Um, once we get through this minute and nine second long song. <laughs> um, so, he just repeats it. So I'm going to start from the beginning again because that's just how it is. Yeah, and I like that it's like they're he's not really waiting to hear a response. It's just it's almost like this echo of a transmission that's just floating through space trying to find someone. So <laughs> let's let's hear the rest of the song and then we'll get into the rest of the EP and, and our we'll talk about our thoughts on this. Yeah, the song is only 38 seconds long, but then there's silence, um, at least on this version. I don't know if they did that on the original. I mean, on the the time elapsed that I got for like the actual EP, the 7-inch vinyl that was released said 7 minutes and 11 seconds. And see, this one, or the, the Wikipedia one says it's 734 and i think that includes this silence that's after this but i think the silent like i mean the the silence is on there on the sad suppy yeah so sad, sad, clearly sad version, put it there intentionally yeah to create space almost like a john cage um mm-hmm. composition thinking about silence as come here 
as a tool for creating space in a song and to put the silence at the end too so like it's intentional like he could have cut it off and obviously he did at one point yeah fade out in some way but there there is how many seconds did you say of silence at the end there of the song? is a full it's almost like half of the duration of the actual yeah. song yeah it's like it's like 30 seconds almost yeah of just yeah. silence yeah so if you were to actually listen to this as he eventually intended it to be listened to you are supposed to sit with that in your head for 30 seconds before mm-hmm. listening to the next song yeah like that's just like think about that and then think about that and look at the album art and the vastness and emptiness and quiet truly of the vacuum of space i think that's kind of what it's getting at yeah and like this transmission is floating into space yeah. or like blue cadet three isn't there yeah is missing yeah you know do you connect like no they don't they're gone they're floating away it's like major tom major mm-hmm. tom's gone oh i mean I, yeah it's, it's like the singer is floating in space trying to get back to earth almost yeah 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 and then i mean to me this seems sad like a sad oh. ending oh for sure like i almost feel like the space makes it that much sadder yeah (laughs) yeah like without the space it's it's fine like it's not bad without the space but the space definitely is profound yeah because it it just forces you to sit with this Mm -hmm. well that brings us to the second song on the ep which is the uh, two minute a little bit longer um than the first one so the two minute and 24 second long dukes up um I'm going to start playing it, and we can get into it. And yeah, this is very classic and reminiscent of, um, I would say Lonesome Carter West, which didn't Absolutely. come out too long after this, honestly. 97, right? Yes. I need a double that. <laughs> That's why I was hesitant. I'm just going to stop it because those drums, the drums, yeah, 97, uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah's drums on this, like mm-hmm. he's fucking 17. He's yeah. 17 years old, but yeah, listen, so good. I feel like the drums are just really prominent in this. longer um but we've got a long intro we've got a long intro with those with the prominent drums um and uh are you looking at i was just double checking his age i did the math no i know i just i don't know where i got like 15 from well he was probably 15 when they met and started recording yeah that must be it um Sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I was just tripping. I mean, it was like so late when I was doing my research last night. So. On me? 
I know I can't do math and I'm really bad at it. I took remedial <laughs> math classes, but damn. No, I no, trust I that I'm, you believed that. Um, Let me just put it that way. I just needed to see it with my own eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, Duke's Up um, starts with this this intro for almost a minute. It's almost half the song is this just purely instrumental intro, but it's a great one because it really showcases how talented they are as young musicians. Um, and then we get that first line. Um, so you wonder how, get them up, put your, put them up. Get your I don't think, I don't think now. we've gotten to the Dukes up. Well, I guess he get, does say, get your Dukes up now. Um, yeah. So he says, This really, really feels like, you know, a timeless Modest Mouth song. I could see this on any of their albums. Yeah, honestly. Um, uh, you know, Except the guitars. <laughs> Good it, news for people who love bad news. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I would say, okay, so I, when I say that, I mean, like, probably up until that point. I, I can imagine it. <laughs> but it still feels rough, you know? It still feels like... Um, it feels rough, but I feel like of all the songs on this album, that is the one that feels like the most solid. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say it's my favorite on the album. I just think, like, as far as cleanliness goes, like, that is a concise yeah. recording of it. Yeah. No, it's no, it's a good recording, but I think rough in the sense of, like, I can hear some little... No, you can hear the grit. It, I can hear the grit, and then I can also... I'm actually going to go back here, yeah, yeah. but, like... Um... Even the guitar, and when the drums come in. Yeah, I didn't, like, you can really hear the, the super light, like, and he's, and I love that Jeremiah's, like, doing yeah. a little, like, um, the sticks, paradiddle, the yeah. sticks on the side of the drum. Yeah. And even listening to him playing it, like, he's a very talented drummer, um, but this, something about it, it reminds me of a high school band. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. It's like, oh yeah, they're really talented. Wow, they're gonna go places. But I'm, I feel like I'm watching the high school, um, the battle of the bands. Yeah. And then there's, but then they go into the the words, and you're like, oh wait a minute, no, they're they're really going somewhere beyond the battle of the bands. Yeah. Well, just like Isaac. Dukes up, the lyrics are So you wonder how, get em up, put em up, get your dukes up now Got no time, no money, that's why Get em up, put em up, get your dukes up now I took this, you know, fighting maybe the older generation They would be Gen Xers um, so the next part says soda fountain crowd, button up, shut them up, getting fed up now. I, maybe it's just my thinking of like, there's kind of this generational divide with our generation and those before us. I don't know if that was same, the same for them at that time, but it seems to me like it's like they're fighting against something, mm-hmm. society, the button up crew the soda fountain crowd and i'm like okay that feels really intentional to Mm -hmm. throw that in that line the soda fountain crowd yeah particular like i mentioned earlier i feel like my my because i've been doing this research on some of their unreleased stuff like 
one of their album covers is a picture of I think it's Isaac behind a cash register mm-hmm. and it looks like a fast food place. And see that so, makes the most sense. Yeah, so I was thinking like maybe Why? he's like talking shit about people that had come into his like business. Yeah, absolutely. And like he's like sick of working for Yeah, he's money. got no time, no money. Yeah. That's why, you know, get him up. He's like, I want to, I will punch you. Yeah. I will fight you. He's just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be here. I want to be home making music in the shed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I do also like this idea of like, I mean, I think it's both. I think it's like, you know, something can mean a million things. Like he, yeah. he is yeah, also. That's one thing to say yeah. with our podcast is like, as we're dissecting these songs, these are all just our ideas. And then if we do find yeah. stuff that's definitive, maybe in an interview or something like, then we'll lay out the facts. Mm-hmm. But as we're going through this, like this is just our own A lot idea of it's straight and up our own analysis. consciousness. Yeah. 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 Sorry <laughs> to just literally talk over you right now. I know you're fine. <laughs> I was at the end of my thought. Y'all can listen to both at the same time. It's all fine. Um, but yes. Yeah. I think like, so, you know, things can mean multiple things. Like I think that, I mean, I write too a lot (laughs) and I I have written music in the past also same and like in in lyrics like things often do mean a lot of things yeah it's like like, never one thing it's funny that you mentioned his job because this I don't even know if that is him but I I have a feeling it is him. it could potentially be I looked it up and I could not find anything about this yeah I um neither could I um (laughs) But if it is, let's say it is. Yeah. For the sake of analysis. Yeah. Um, uh, this reminds me, well, the, it was going to bring me to, it reminds me of songs that I would write as a teenager. I even have like a little notebook over there. I actually, maybe I hid it away somewhere because I'm like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I would write songs like this where I'd be like, oh, you know, the freshmen are so annoying. Like, when I was, like, a sophomore <laughs> or a junior in high school, and I'm like, oh, the freshmen are, like, the worst. Like, this strikes me as that, where it's like, get your dukes up now. Like, get them up. I'm going to fight you. I, I like, I'm going to rough you up. Yeah. <laughs> Shut them up. <laughs> get no, them fed up. A hundred percent. And button up is, like, you know... I think my first thought reading the words button up is like the shirt, but it's also like, it'd be like, shut up. Just it is. Shut up. Yeah. Button up. Button up shut them up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think we're um, kind of on the same page with our analysis of this song. Do we want to, do you want to hear it all the way out? Yeah, why not? Okay. Maybe there's other for a little bit, but then he basically repeats the same thing over and over. Or not over and over, but he repeats the same thing. He repeats it. (laughs) Tis I'm getting too tired. Sleepy, (laughs) sleepy brain time.
Then we have Wood Grain, um, which is 30 seconds. And there's kind of lyrics. <laughs> I have a theory about Wood Grain, which again, I mentioned. Yeah. But like, I just had this, I had this picture in my mind of maybe play it and then I can okay. talk about it. <laughs> This one, I think, was recorded off of the um, Dial-A-Song. Because you can hear a beep at the end, like a like an answering machine. Let's beep. hear it one more time. And the way that it starts. like that very faint beep. So I think this is one of the ones that he recorded on. And also the sound quality is totally different than the other songs. Um, but he, because it starts with that like tape yeah, hiss to it and it has that quality through the whole thing. It's like he called on the phone. Um, so the lyrics, you've got wood grain, I've got nothing. You've got the water coming out of your head. Um, and then find something to do and we're, and we'll share our issues, find something to do when we're totally dead. You said you have a theory about this. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, like this is completely like based on absolutely no evidence whatsoever, but like I was just thinking about this song and listening to the song and thinking about like where they recorded it. Yeah. Like in a shed. (laughs) Like in a shed. In a shed. Probably with wood grain. (laughs) Well, with wood grain, but not only that, he said, you've got the water coming out of your head. I read something, and I don't know how true this is, that before he moved to the shed, he was living in their previous house. Yeah, I read about this Which kept getting flooded. Mm -hmm. And so maybe there's something there with the, you've got the water coming out of your head. Yeah, I was was almost thinking, like, you've got wood grain, I've got nothing, is like maybe he's having a conversation with his mother. And the wood grain is representative of, like, their home. And she, it's her house. And he doesn't, like, maybe they maybe were in an argument. Or something. And, like, she was like, this is my house. Yeah. Like, you can't do blah, blah, blah. And then you've got the water coming out of your head. I took to mean crying. That, too. You know? And That's then a the, more literal and then, like, take. The, ah, could sound, like, that almost sounds like, you know, somebody being hysterically crying almost, too. And, like, find something to do and I'll share our issues is, like, working through it, maybe. And then, yeah, find something to do when we're totally dead. Like, maybe they just, like, can never communicate. Yeah. I mean, because I also read that, that, like, he was, he he didn't want to move out of his childhood home. And that he lived in his flooded bedroom for, like, yeah. a few months until they got kicked out. Yeah. By himself. That's what I read. That's what yeah. I read, too, that he lived in a flooded, um... Yeah, he lived in his flooded bedroom while they were building where he was going to live. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, that's that's a really interesting look into this because when I when I read you've got wood grain, I've got nothing. I thought almost where it's it's speaking to maybe other people in the area where it's like, oh, you've got wood grain like floors or mm. whatever. Like it's an it's a nicety. It, for to me, it's wood grain seems nice. It seems yeah. fancy in a way. And he's like, I've got nothing. Yeah. Um, you've got the water coming out of your head. And then I was like, the rest of it just feels to me like he's experimenting. It's mm-hmm. like his earlier cassettes. This to I I don't have facts to back this up, but I think that this was recorded on the Jaila song. So he probably knew, oh, I've only got 30 seconds mm-hmm. on the answering machine, on the tape. Um, what can I do? I'm gonna just throw this out there. And I think even the oh, like might be it could be filler but it could be he just wanted to make some funky noises yeah maybe he like had a melody in his head but he had no yeah lyrics that, there. that yeah. is what i was thinking yeah. too um and then yeah the but it's interesting yeah find something to do and we'll share issues find something to do and we're totally dead find something to do when we're totally dead like reminds me of my stomach's growling mm-hmm. um reminds me of later era Modest Mouse, like, 2004 to 2007. I mean, the ship was, or we were dead before the ship even sank. Like, something about death, he's got, like, a lot of dead mm-hmm. in his lyrics um, and I titles. Mean, yes, I think, like, just death in general, like... Of course, as any artist, yeah, <laughs> you it's explore like, that. We're, it's our mortality. Like, yeah. it's it's, like the go-to theme when you're trying to like think of something sad right it's the passage of time the inevitability of like death (laughs) well not only that but find something to do when we're totally dead i mean there's a sadness to that like oh i found something to do it's like you wasted life why would you waste the afterlife like it's like a recurring theme of like oh i better do something now while i'm alive you know, don't want to wait until I'm dead, you know, oh, I finally, finally found something to do, but we're totally dead. Like, there's no point yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, Live in the present. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting for a teenager to be thinking about that. I'm, um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yes and no. Yeah. Like, I feel like I was like, fancied myself a deep teen yeah yeah (laughs) i'm sure you were too yeah (laughs) like the word everybody listens to modest mouse had to be an angsty teen at some point right (laughs) yeah like come on yeah (laughs) um anything else on wood grain i have nothing else okay that was my harebrained theory Um, then the next song is it always rains on a picnic which is the longest song on the ep at three minutes and one second um so let's give that a listen starts with rain mm-hmm. and thunder which i absolutely love because rain sounds was my most listened to song on spotify <laughs> was like really? the last like three years yeah oh my god i love that i listened to so many rain sounds <laughs> <laughs> and yeah this is like a very beautifully starting song we've got the rain i mean they're in washington notorious for rain really no. <laughs> I feel like it rains in Washington. <laughs> but then we got the slow fade in. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. Let's hear that transition yeah, again. Yeah. That was so okay. good. Yeah, I was talking over it. No, 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 it's fine. Yeah, there's like thunder. It's just like perfect. Yeah. 
And it's just like, it's like you can see raising the levels of the sound. Like, yeah, bring it, bring in the guitars, bring in the drums. Yep, bring in the drums right there. Dan Gallucci must have been doing like the backup vocals on that. It also kind of sounds like it's Isaac layered, Just layering but himself. But it's kind of cute because you can tell, like, on, like it seems kind of rushed. Like he's like, okay, let me lay down two of these tracks, and he's like listening to it, and he's like doing the background vocals to himself. Um, because yeah, let's go back. I'm pretty sure it's Isaac. Because he yeah. finishes out suppose and then says downpour, downpour. It sounds like it's... It yeah, no, no, you're right. I think you're right. I think it's just him layered. Because this sounds like it's two tracks. Yeah, that's definitely his voice. I th- yeah, I think that the, it was just multiple tracks. No, you're totally right. What's funny is I was talking to Luke about this. Luke is my husband. He's a musician. <laughs> You'll maybe hear him later at some point. Um, <laughs> if we can convince him to come on the podcast. We want him. Yeah, anyway. Um, I was talking to him about this, and Luke was like, I need to figure out what kind of pedal he was using or something for his voice, because it's like he's got, he's like splitting his voice. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. But like, I think you're totally right that he's just layering his track. Like, it's yeah. just two of him singing together. Yeah. And he's not harmonizing with himself either, like most people do when they do yeah. that kind of thing. He's just literally, it's like two Isaacs singing the same melody. Yeah, it's like an echo. <laughs> yeah. And then, he, and then he goes off on one of the tracks and says the downpour, downpour. Yeah. But he's like trying to fit that in between when he's saying the other stuff. Um, so he kind of comes in late I, on one of the tracks from the It Always Rains on a Picnic, too, because he's like finishing saying downpour, downpour. So the lyrics are, no, I don't suppose, downpour, downpour, it always rains on a picnic, downpour, downpour, don't let go quite yet, downpour, downpour, 
I mean, could, this could also be the flooding. Don't let go mm-hmm. quite yet. Don't Down let go of his house. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I didn't even think about that. Um, I, like, just thought of that. But it oh, it always rains on a picnic. I mean, this could be about anything. It's like... It's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, don't let go quite yet. It just, it always rains on a picnic. It's, it's cynicism, but trying to be optimistic at the same time. It's like, oh, everything always goes wrong. It always rains on a picnic. Yeah, like... Op- it's a... It's a... It's expected. Optimistically pessimistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let go quite yet. You can count on Downpour. the rain. <laughs> yeah, you can count on it to rain, especially in Washington. But then it goes into another, you know, musical um, break here. Final track of the EP. Um, hey, it ain't so. <laughs> it's a, a thirty-second song called Five, Four, Three, Don't Two, go One. Just yet. I'm not going. I'm not going. In. I live here. <laughs> um, Five, Four, Three, Two, One. Lisp off. Uh, let's listen. And I think this is another dialogue song. As like the closer for this, um, just what is that? What is that sound? What is that? You know, it's so weird. Like I have it's... no idea, but it also feels like the most familiar thing. Isn't that weird? Because I was gonna say it reminds me of like a toy. Yeah, and and. It totally sounds familiar. Like, it sounds like something from a cartoon. It's like a cartoon sound effect when they're, like... I just have no... Like, they're, like, getting ready to run away. Yeah, it's not a slide whistle. Yeah, it totally sounds like where they're, like... It's like this (laughs) daddle. Yeah. It's like a whistle. It almost sounds like you know those the ones that have like the little roll. Yeah, it's like it's like it's a whistle n- spinner. Is it a kazoo? It's not a kazoo. But it's not. A if kazoo. The more I listen to it, it almost sounds like he's whistling, and it's the the 
table or the the tape hiss or something. It sounds like it's a toy or some whistle instrument. It might be a slide whistle. It might be. I don't know. I because I've had a slide whistle and yeah. it sounds nothing like that. I don't know. I, I don't no think idea. it's a slide whistle. It's something. Maybe Luke would know. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Not, but I maybe I don't know. Um, but I like that he's got these like commercial sounding voices that he does because that's isaac saying yes well look at that yeah you look so tiny from up here like a cute little bug and yeah is that blue cadet three that's talking i almost feel like this is like a conversation between an alien and an astronaut like (laughs) like like you look so tiny from up here yeah that's the astronaut the astronaut Oh, yeah, because then he says, oh, this Tang is delicious, yeah. and Tang is literally like astronaut, astronaut dream. dream. Yeah, and then, like, what you do, I mean, you know, <laughs> Tang. Um, <laughs> like, then, like, the alien is, oh, like... Oh, yeah, what you see, what you see in, as an astronaut. Okay. Uh-huh. What you eat, what you eat, what you eat as an alien. Yeah, what so... You want, want, what you want from outer space. Like, maybe the alien is, like... What you eat, what you eat, what you eat. As an alien, maybe it's like his lizard brain. He's looking for food <laughs> down on the planet. He looks up, sees an astronaut. It's like, what's this guy doing up here? Looks down. Oh, wait, I'm on this planet. I gotta go find. But maybe, like, the alien is us and the astronaut is whoever was, you know, I feel trying like... to hail the <laughs> the Blue Cadet 3. See, I think, okay, the, the astronaut might be Blue Cadet 3. And he's like, he's the one that's saying the, well, look at that. You look so tiny from up here, like a cute little bug. And then, oh, this tank is delicious. And then the what you do, what you do, that could just be Isaac. It could just be some lay Isaac person. looking. Isaac's yeah, the he's alien. just looking up at the sky. And he's like, oh, as an alien, like what? He's just thinking. As What what do you see as an astronaut? What do you eat as an alien? This is Isaac What do you even want brain. from outer space? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My first thought when I was reading these was like, this is a song that was written like on psychedelics. Like he's just like. Wow, I'm like this thing, and I'm also this thing, and I'm gonna look at my body from the sky and look. I'm so tiny. This is the part of me that believes in heaven. Yeah. This is the part of me that, that thinks all thinks ants are cavemen. cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part of me that thinks outer space is all dead. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I could see that too, where he's just like, "Oh, I am the astronaut. He's I just am like the alien." Going- like what am I doing with my macro. life? Yeah. Um, I could see that. Yeah. But that's it. That's the 30 that's, second yeah. song that finishes off this seven minute EP. I think that one is uh, my favorite on this EP. Really? Yeah, okay. I love it. But that's because I'm like a sci-fi freak and just yeah. anything that mentions aliens, I'm going to get all over <laughs> it. And it also sounds like so weird and I love it. See, I think my favorite is actually Duke's Up. But it's a blob. That that's because I, I have a good, a good like I have a happy memory with that one too. Because um, I remember when I was like sixteen or so, um, the person that would end up becoming my stepmom, uh, w- we would listen to that 
and we would just kind of like sing it and like be silly. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see that. Yeah. Just like that's yeah. No. You can just pretend fight. Yeah. And I I sing this song a lot to Peg. No, I and cuz when I say get your dukes up, she'll put her little paws up in the air. <laughs> it's very cute. Aww. But yeah, I I don't know. There's something about dukes up that I've always really liked. Um so I think that's my favorite off of the EP. What do the listeners have to say about Blue Cadet 3? This is from Darklink uh, 20,001. <laughs> where did you... Wait, where did you find this? So these are reviews that were left for um, this album on a website called Rate Your Music. Oh, okay. Um, and this is a review from February 2016. Again, from Darklink 20,001. <laughs> it's cute, but really nothing special compared to their later stuff from the 90s and early 2000s. Although Duke's Up is an underrated classic from their discography. True. Agree. Agree. Agree with that sentiment, not the first sentiment. I think that this is not... This is something special. Yeah. Okay, Darklink 20,001. You don't know shit. They this rated is a very this special album. Two and a half stars? They gave it two and a half stars. Okay. Okay. I don't know what the rating was from this person. I don't think they rated it, um, but this was their review from uh, Lead Radio Floyd <laughs> on February 6, 2013. I would recommend Sad Sappy Sucker over this. It has all these songs plus others from this era. You know, fair. Valid, but... Fair. I mean, I don't see how that's like a review. It doesn't... It, <laughs> like, it like doesn't just say, oh, by the way, Sad Sappy <laughs> yes. Sucker has this... Agreed. Plus other recordings. And then we have Bumps and Guys uh, from June 24th, 2008. Gave this a three and a half star review. Kind of GBV-like with the really short tunes, but it's awfully fun. And Duke's Up is one of my favorite Modest Mouse jams. I would say that, that it's only for the hardcore fan, but then again, I'm nowhere near the Modest Mouse fan I used to be, and I still find this pretty enjoyable, though not totally substantial. Hmm. You know, that's good. I don't know what GBV-like means, I frankly. Think I, I assumed, but yep, there we go. And then, <laughs> This is not a GBV <laughs> podcast, you guys. If you came here for GBV, get the fuck get the out of here. fuck out. Have a good day somewhere else. <laughs> Um, and then the last review that I wanted to share that was my favorite personally on this website was uh, from Sergeant underscore Ducky on May 26, 2007. He gave it two and a half stars. He says, Blue Cadet 3 is a bizarre little thing, entertaining for hardcore Modest Mouse fans and people who think the word tang is funny. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for your contribution. <laughs> Thank you, fans. And also just like to applaud Modest Mouse. Thank you, Modest Mouse. Um, yeah, the tang, ooh, this tang is delicious. I think that's one of my favorite lines in any Modest Mouse song, yeah. so that person's really onto something. That's the catchphrase of my life, I think. Ooh, this tang is delicious. Fucking good tang. Um, <laughs> this EP is delicious. Uh, this episode is delicious. This episode's wrapping up. You know what? You guys are delicious. We're delicious. Every single one of you who is listening to this, you are delicious. And I want you to know that I think you're delicious. Um, anything else? That's, that's all I have to say. Yeah. I want to eat all of you like a little alien freak like that I am. Like a cute little bug. Yes. I want to eat all the cute little bugs out there. So if you're a cute little bug out there. Should we just call our listeners the cute little bugs? Aw, that'd be 
cute. That would be cute. Yeah. Okay, cute little bugs. Hey, all you cool cats and cute little bugs. Aww. <laughs> okay, well, the cute little bugs listening out. <laughs> cute little bugs, thank you so much for listening to the first episode. It's been a little haphazard. But again, it's our I'm humble edit beginning. That out. How dare you? <laughs> okay. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, all you cool cats and cute little bugs out there. I just want to say thank you so much for listening from the bottom of my heart. Um, I love you and I love Modest Mouse. And yeah. We, in our next episode, are going to dive into the first official album that was released this is a long drive for someone with nothing to think about starting with the the classic i mean there's thirty-one thousand plays on spotify of this song dramamine mm. classic it's so good yeah so tune in next time for a much shorter episode where we're going to be talking about dramamine and um all things yeah connected to that and modest mouse I want to plug Dramamine. It's actually a really... <laughs> you Can can you plug Dramamine in the next episode? We should get try to get a sponsorship yeah. from a Dramamine company. Dramamine in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> that shit saved my life. <laughs> well, we can talk more about that and fun things in our second episode, so stay tuned. Well, that's been an episode, folks. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a good time somewhere else. <laughs> sayonara (laughs) the good times are killing me but they don't have to kill you 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 don't have to go home but you can't stay here goodbye (laughs) wow that's great bye-bye (laughs) bye-bye